0: We all make choices. Someone said you are the sum total of your choices in life. Think about it. You've already made a lot of choices today. You chose to get up and not sleep in. Some of you chose to have coffee. Some of you chose, like I did, to eat a scone. Tasted great, probably not a good choice. But you chose to be here today and you chose to come into this place of worship because you desire to hear a word from God. And what we do here as a church family and as a community is basically we choose to do life together. We live in a very individualistic society, which is fine. We value individual freedoms, which is fine. But when it comes to doing life with God... Following Christ is not a solo sport. We cannot do it in isolation. We need each other. We need to be there for one another. We need to strengthen one another. We need to serve one another. And we do that by choosing to do life together. So every time this year we get to hear just a sample of some of the incredible stories that are happening in our church family with our new members. So last year we had over 3,400 brand new members here at Second on our six campuses. That's incredible, isn't it? And so we have to ask a very American pragmatic question. Does it work? Does it work? Are we being the church? Are we choosing to do life together, to love one another, to serve one another in a way that honors and glorifies God. Well, let's watch and listen to these stories and see what God is doing in the lives of some of our brand new members in this year.
1: It was in junior high school uh, that we met, and uh, we were in uh, seventh grade math class together.
2: He asked me out. He was coached by his best friend on the phone, (laughs) telling him what to say. And he asked me out for New Year's Eve, and when I said yes, he hung up on me.
1: I was a little nervous.
2: I'm a junior at Seven Lakes High School. I'm involved on the varsity
3: cheer team there. I've cheered since freshman year with Seven Lakes and then before that I cheered up Beckendorf. It's definitely my favorite thing to do. Super fun, keeps me active and made a lot of great friendships through it.
4: I met my husband in high school. We have um, three children and eight grandchildren.
5: I grew up in Alvin, Texas. Uh, moved to Cyprus about a little over 10 years ago and been living there ever since.
6: I was born in 1923, the ninth and 10th grade. I noticed a handsome young man. He later became my husband. Paul and I went on to have 11 children. Six boys, five girls, two sets of twins.
1: Spent 33 years in the Air Force and retired as a a two-star general. Most of my career being related to uh, space operations, satellites, and launch operations, and those kinds of things. And it was a, you know, it was a, just a great career, a great uh, life
5: of service. We didn't go to church as a family. Um, the only time I went to a church and got that exposure was if I stayed the night at a friend's house that went to church.
3: We have always, you know, gone to church on Sundays, been involved with different things. And that was something that my parents really pushed for my sister and I was that they wanted us to have our own personal relationship with Christ.
4: When I first met Paul, he he was very quiet and
2: shy. And I truly believe God just drew us together. Nine years into our uh, marriage, we had struggled with infertility, and and so we decided to adopt, and we adopted our our son in Virginia. His background was El Salvadoran. Then we started moving, and we moved eight times in 10 years, and we had our children in 13 different schools.
1: The families that go along with the military members are are not volunteers, they're drafted uh, in a way. Mm -hmm and uh, they make so many sacrifices, the wives, the husbands of military members, the children. They, uh, they're unsung heroes. About six years ago, um,
5: it was a few days before Christmas, um, went to finish up some last minute shopping, uh, headed back to the house, had a headache, headache got worse and worse, eventually started throwing up, so we decided to go to a standalone ER. The ER is like, okay, checked me out, everything. They're like, we want to do a CT scan. Then all of a sudden had a seizure. They take me back to a CT scan, find I got a baseball sized tumor in the middle of my brain that hemorrhaged, causing the pressure in my head to exceed what it could handle. They rush me to the hospital, sedate me, have surgery. And then uh, I spent the next almost two weeks in a medically induced coma. So I got kind of the reverse cancer diagnosis It was like, hey, you had cancer, and you've been in the hospital for two weeks. But it turned out, actually, they ended up doing another scan. Um, They didn't get all of it, so I had a second surgery. A few days later, I lost nearly 40 pounds. So I lost a whole bunch of strength, couldn't walk, couldn't even roll over in bed. had to relearn how to talk for the longest time. I just talked at a whisper.
2: We had adopted a daughter and she uh, was married at 19, had our little grandson David at 20, and was killed in an accident at 21. We never dreamed in our lives that we would get to raise our grandson, but that is the blessing that came out of the tragedy. We decided we needed to adopt David, not just be grandparents. We needed to secure his future. And so we submitted the paperwork. And when we got the paperwork, Rob and I were driving, and we, I looked down and we had an aha moment with God that we had adopted our daughter on November 23rd, 1992. She died November 23rd, 2013. And the judge signed the decree for us to adopt David November 23rd, 2015. He knew all along, and he was sending us this confirmation that he's got this.
1: Every day is a new and wonderful blessing with him, and we are just beyond thankful that we have him in our lives to raise. We get another chance to raise a child, and our prayer is to raise a child who loves God and will serve him.
6: In 2011, Paul passed away, and I continued to to worship in a small church right there in Houston. It was very difficult for me to get to leave the house. I continued to listen to uh, KHCB radio and Dr. Young at Second Baptist each Sunday, right there in my home.
3: I had always heard about Beecher Tree and how amazing and how just impactful it was. And so I had a lot of friends going and I was like, you know, like, I really want to experience this. Right before Beecher Tree, actually two days before, so June 7th is a date that will kind of stick with me forever. I was at work and there was an accident and I was directly involved and it was just, it flipped my whole life upside down. And so I wasn't originally scheduled that day. What did you do? Um, I was a lifeguard. I got called into the pool about an hour and a half before it closed saying that they needed someone to come in. So I wasn't originally scheduled that day. And you know, everything going as business, normal, And 10 minutes before the pool closed, there was an accident. And at that time, it felt like the whole world just stopped. That it was like, just everything was in slow motion. After that, it was really hard to not blame yourself. And um, it was actually two days later on the Beach Retreat bus, I was in Mississippi when I found out that the victim had actually passed away. In that moment, I felt like, why? Like, why couldn't I have found out when I was still with my family? But um, now looking back on it, it was meant for me to find out on the way to such an amazing place. I think that was God saying, she needed to be surrounded by her friends and be surrounded by these leaders who were gonna be there for her in every step. I mean, with all honesty, I think if I would have found out before, it might've prevented me from going. And I might have missed the most amazing experience of my life. Just hearing like my condo leaders and all of the leaders at worship, just hearing everything that they had to say was so impactful for me that when this accident that I had been blaming myself for and I had been, you know, just wondering why, like I wasn't even supposed to be there. What they had told me that really stuck out was that you were meant to be there. You know, you weren't scheduled, but you were called in. Like, that was God telling you that you were supposed to be there to be able to help out in every way that you could.
6: My daughters uh, suggested that a, a visit from one of the pastors at Second Baptist. He came, he opened his Bible, and he read to me he asked if he could come again the next month and and i said oh yes it would be like a breath of fresh air to see him open his bible and pray for me
5: as soon as i got home from the hospital and everything we both looked at each other and said, it's time and we had seeked out churches, and we knew that was something needed in our life.
2: When Rob had the opportunity to move here from Washington, there were two things we had to find, and that was a school for David and a church. Second Baptist was recommended to us, and it has been the absolute right fit.
1: Even though we've never been a member of a church this big before, (laughs) the outreach, the follow-up, the Bible studies, um, it's just a phenomenal place to worship.
2: They wanted us as friends not just a check of, well, this is what we do, we're on the welcoming committee, because we've been to a lot of churches and all of our moves, but it it felt very sincere, and in the 10 months that we've been attending now, um, I know it to be sincere. We noticed
4: one Easter that there was a South Campus, and we didn't really even know there was a Second Baptist out close to us. And we visited and, very quickly, we really felt the Holy Spirit in, in, in that place the first time. Paul said to me one day when we left,
5: um, he said, this is
4: the church that we've been
5: looking for all along. Immediately, we felt, you know, at home. Our kids love it. Everybody is welcoming. Everybody, you know, is willing to reach out and, you know, pull you in and help you out and make you feel at home and make you feel comfortable
4: we really wanted to walk down front we had decided it's time we need to this is the Sunday we're going to do it and we were very excited to do that to just make a statement yes I want to be on this team and and this is where we want to be our church home
1: one of the key reasons we joined Second Baptist Church was the strength of the children's program Mm -hmm. and he comes home and he'll just off the cuff sometimes just pop off and say You know what, Nana and Papa, I love God.
2: And he said, I think I'm ready to be baptized. And we said, well, why why do you think that? He said, because I'm ready to make Jesus the boss of my life. All right, then.
6: By being a member of Second Baptist, my bond with other believers is strengthened. And, And that's when I joined Second Baptist Church. The program of Second Baptist for shut-ins, home mound folks, is just great.
3: I absolutely love Second. I could say a million wonderful things about them, you know, through the student ministry and just through the church as a whole. You hear about these stories of, of kids that are going through something and then rise out of it because of a church, but I'm one of those kids. So I can tell you that it's true that through the church and through Second and through this ministry that is so tight knit that kids are benefited and that people do just, their lives are completely transformed and that it's something that I just, I pray and I hope that everyone has like that opportunity to feel that way.
4: We immediately started going to the Bible study classes and I definitely grew um, in, in my faith two because six months after we joined um, the church we found out that paul had um, lung cancer um, probably from a lot of the chemicals he was around in his jobs and um, it had already metastasized to his bone so he was fourth stage from the very beginning and we just truly believe We believed, and I still believe, that God led us to second, that he knew that this was growing in Paul, and he knew we needed the support of of the church and the people there, and they truly were um, like our second family. Less than a month after we were baptized, Um, Paul had a seizure, and it indicated when he was taken to the hospital that the cancer had spread to his brain without anyone knowing. We really couldn't have made it through was without the church, quite honestly. Um, The pastors visited us, multiple pastors visited us in the hospital, our adult Bible study class showered us with food and the love of God that was poured out to us through the people at Second is really, I mean, it's God's working. Um, They were his hands and feet, and it was so clear. It was truly a spiritual experience we had, even though we lost him. We knew that he was going to see the face of his Savior.
3: No matter how flipped upside down my life felt, the one thing that was right side up was was Jesus Christ. I went into Beecher Street with such a heavy heart after everything that had happened that I was just, I felt so lost. But over the week, like I just, I got the guide and I had the path and I was like able to find myself again. And so when I came home, I knew that I didn't wanna lose that again and not make it, oh yeah, like I'm free, let's go to church. Make it like, I'm going to go to church today.
5: God means everything to me, honestly. He healed me, he showed me all these miracles. He's He gave me an amazing wife that stood by my side the whole time. Um, then he blessed me with two beautiful children. And he gave me back my health beyond anybody's imagination from not being able to walk, not being able to roll over. It made me thankful for every little thing. And I
1: know that he is the one I owe all of that to. When you look back uh, and, and start to see God's hand in all of those situations, it just opened your eyes, I guess, to His presence mm-hmm. then, and now, and for your future.
6: There was a time when I said, here, I'm 96, why am I here? And then I remembered, it is my duty to the 30 souls of my family to show them my experience and my example to the light of Jesus. I sing that glad new song, Amazing Grace. Christ Jesus paid the debt that I could never pay.